Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into a fresh week of shows here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuis joined alongside Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin today. Busy weekend for us here and uh, just gets a little busier tomorrow. Another volleyball day, and then uh, turns out instead of next week, we have an off at both days for volleyball. Martinsburg, Muscleman at Martinsburg has been postponed and pushed to next Thursday. Yeah, we can go into a little bit more detail for uh, the matches when uh, Jim's on tomorrow yeah, as well yeah, yeah. with myself. But, I uh, just that's kind of breaking news. Yeah, to tom- me. tomorrow um, it is going to be Muscleman at Spring Mills, and then Thursday we're supposed to have uh, Martinsburg Muscleman. But that has been pushed the next week due to uh, Musselman having a tournament in South Carolina starting Friday, so they need to leave uh, Thursday morning. All right. Thanks for the in- intel on that, Colin. Yep. Um, this, uh, this show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Oh, it's Monday, guys. The it week is. starts over. Um, a lot to talk about today. We we have a football Friday show and we have a football wrap up Monday show. Yeah, a lot of the time that seems to be what the Monday is going to be for now, at least until you know basketball starts to pick up. But we'll have basketball tomorrow. Wizards start the season. No, they don't start the season until next week. Oh, I'm I'm ahead of myself. I'm getting excited. I think I was wrong. <laughs> I may have told you and I was incorrect. I think yeah. they do have a preseason game tomorrow, but I think it's away. Yeah, I don't think there will be a broadcast for it then. Uh, let me look. No, I think we may air it, but they don't start the season until the 20th. Okay. I, I, I believe. say hockey starts this week. Let me double That's check. That's Collins repping the hat. Yeah. Let me double no, check the NBA. The football team's done. Well, they're, they're not done completely, but yeah, they're not looking yeah. very good. Yeah, so the season will start on October 19th, so the first game for the Wizards is on the 20th. Right, yeah. But I do believe... That's a home broadcast for the preseason. So we don't have anything else going on Tuesdays on Talk Radio WRNR. So we are scheduled to have that broadcast on Talk Radio WRNR tomorrow with a 645 pregame. The 20th. No, the preseason game. <laughs> My bad. With a, I believe it's 645 preseason game or pre, pregame show, excuse me, with a 7 p.m. tip off. And then this week, either tomorrow or uh, Wednesday, we will have uh, we'll talk a little caps with a uh, NBC Sports Washington writer. Um, we're still, I'm trying to still trying to schedule that out, but it's a Monday. Let's talk about some foot, high school football scores from around the Mountain State AAA, especially the EPAC. Uh, we'll start in day order. We'll talk about Martinsburg at the end since they played on Saturday, but on Friday the game we had on our airwaves and on TV was Musselman at Hedgesville. Really thought that was going to be a more competitive game, but Musselman comes away 35 nothing shutout over Hedgesville. I think what Musselman's now able to do with Ray Adamas, you turned me down. Uh, with Ray Adamas is, is really special because he's a guy that they already knew was a great athlete, but they had to kind of put him in at quarterback, and obviously they trust him to throw it a little bit because first play of the game they come out with an Adamas pass, 
and puts them in the red zone, and then they end up going up early on at Hedgesville. So, you know, having him as that athlete, and now there are many different options at quarterback, able to really have a good, strong rushing attack as well. Musselman's a team that, while their schedule is very tough from here on out, could make that second half push. Now they're starting to get healthy, and, and yeah. they showed that against Hedgesville on Friday. And they could finish the year six and four. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I mean, it'd be tough. Obviously, they're playing some good teams. Like Wheeling Park, I think is next for yeah. them this week. Yep. That would be a challenge. But you know, this is a team. If they get healthy, they they could be that team that maybe we thought they would be heading into the year. And then uh, the next game, uh, Frankfurt of AAA came up here to uh, Spring Mills, took on the Cardinals. Cardinals came away twenty one twenty victors. Now improved to three and three on the season. They'll have Martinsburg next. Yeah, uh, that would be a, obviously a big challenge, but yeah, we knew heading in like Frankfurt, even though they're a two A school, one of the better or one of the better two A's in the state, and uh, you know Spring Mills played a very really competitive game. I expected it to be competitive, and luckily for the Cardinals, they were able to pull out that win and get the three and three, and maybe have a shot to get back in that top sixteen. Yeah, and uh, according to our Facebook comments from uh, ARM, we have been dubbed the Road Warriors. Two. Road Warriors 2 is the Facebook comment for our trip on Saturday. Uh, but continuing with EPAC action, uh, Jefferson got the 33-14 to victory over James Wood out of Virginia to remain undefeated 7-0. Uh, obviously continued big win. They're going to face – that was probably their – one of their toughest tests so far for Jefferson because James Wood, Kemp, I believe, came in at 4-1 and on the year. Yeah, and obviously they're usually a pretty good team in Virginia from my understanding, so – it was a good test for Jefferson. They prevailed in that one. Got the 33-14 win, as you mentioned. Kind of pulled away in the second half. And it looks like, uh, obviously, you don't want to overlook um, Martin or Spring Mills if you're Martinsburg, but my prediction from a couple weeks ago, one of the first times that I was on the show with you guys, uh, might come true since Jefferson has a bye week. Martinsburg plays Spring Mills. I said, wouldn't it be awesome for when Jefferson and Martinsburg to match up, they both be undefeated and uh, – if Martinsburg gets a win on Friday against Spring Mills, both of those teams are going to be undefeated and yeah, because possibly Jefferson number has two a, and number three in the state. Has a bye this week, so they're going to rest up and get ready for Martinsburg. And then I um, final game, Martinsburg went up to uh, Painesville, Ohio, took came back really in that game and took down Riverside of Ohio. They were down 33-32 at one point, and then they scored the final two touchdowns of the game and a uh, game-sealing interception. That was a really fun game. It was. Like, I had a blast calling that because, you know, we headed up there and we didn't know what kind of game we were going to get based on what we heard from Coach Boers. And it ended up being a great football game. And I think Riverside's a really good program coming up in the next few years after not really being that program. They're starting to get there. And, uh, you know, it was a good challenge, I think, for Martinsburg, too, heading into now the last half of the season. And then, of course, the playoffs, that's that kind of atmosphere that you're going to have to get used to. You might have to play a Saturday day game, and you know they'll be able to make those adjustments even when they first face some adversity throughout the game. Here's the uh, touchdown that put them up 38-33. Take the snap, play action, pump fake, going deep down the middle of the field for Hudson Clement in stride. Clement to the 40, 30, 25, 20. Can he outrun everybody? He will. Touchdown, Martinsburg. There you go. Martinsburg with the Here's the touchdown to make it 45-33. Now with the ball on the two-yard line. I mean, that, that could have just – that's that's obviously here. Yeah. 
And now you wonder, too, maybe Riverside just lets them score because then at least you get the ball back and you can onside kick and try to pull off a miracle. Murphy Clement keeps. Murphy Clement's into the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs. With a minute 34 to go. Murphy Clement. And what else can you say about the Clement brothers? They are just putting this team on top this year, putting the team on their backs when you know when they're asked to do so. And that was a point that I wanted to make, not just to Clement brothers, but everybody stepped up because it was 33-32 Riverside with six minutes to go. So those two touchdowns came within four four and a half minutes. Yeah, to score on the drive get the stop defensively on the drive, and then go down for a drive and score again. That's very impressive to just get clicking and get in there when the pressure's on for possibly your first loss on the season, and they stepped up when they needed to. Well, and you know you know what Nick said about coming into the game, not knowing how this game was going to go, kind of from the, the head coach, we kind of heard that he didn't really have confidence in his team, like in his voice when he was talking about his team last week. Right, Nick? Yeah, I mean, our interview made it sound like Hey, we're playing this game because we needed a game. Yeah. And we don't really expect to win, but we're looking for a good challenge is what it sounded like. And obviously they didn't win, but they, they put up a great effort, and it is a really competitive football game. And I think for Martinsburg, too, like Colin was kind of hinting at, that was a full team effort to get that win. We saw some players step up and play well. Obviously Martinsburg's had some <laughs> big injuries, and Braxton Todd, Kai Walker, uh, you know, they've had some big injuries to their team, but – the depth and the talent of this program uh, prevailed and, and was able to get that win. And we will talk a little bit more about this in the third segment at 1215 because we'll be joined by head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. And he was missing uh, the sideline guy on Saturday, Colin McLaughlin down there. Yes, since I was uh, down back home inside this uh, studio with the uh, – halftime post game and making sure that you guys were on air yeah i didn't get to do the uh interview so looking forward to asking him a couple questions here in uh about 30 20 minutes or so 20 you mean 12 minutes sir yeah i had I texted you said him it was at 12 45 sorry no at 12 30 at 12 45 we're talking uh mlb playoffs okay, to close out the you. show but i texted him on saturday after the game uh because it kind of looked like he was looking around a little bit and I, I said, uh, can we? I asked him to come on the show today, and he said he was looking for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Coach. All right. Well, we have reached the end of the first segment here today. Uh, the segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll break down college football action from Shepard to West Virginia to Marshall. And huge shocker from a perennial number one in the top 25 that has now since dropped out of the top four. That's next on the Sports Mix. Derek from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. 
And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Mark your calendar for October 15th, 16th, and 17th and plan to join us for the 42nd annual Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival. Modified from its traditional schedule, this year's Apple Harvest Festival will feature many exciting family-friendly outdoor events for the entire community to enjoy. The Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival, sponsored by BCT, invites you to like us on Facebook and follow along for all the details of this year's three-day event. MSAHF.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. And welcome back to this Monday edition, and it feels like a Monday. It's um, I had a long weekend. Had an extra long weekend at the Washington game yesterday, and uh, they t- took the bad L. But uh, we'll talk some college football and get into NFL maybe a little bit later. Um, huge win for Shepard. We didn't get to cover that game, but uh, wow, a, a big win. I kind of you kind of expect that against the the you know the record that uh that came, the other team came in with. Yeah, Lockhaven being Lock one Haven and four, being one and four on the year, and uh, I think five touchdown passes. I think from uh, yeah, from, I believe it was five from Bajan. touchdown passes for Bajan. And final score was a uh, seventy-five to twenty-one, I believe. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean that Excuse was an me, absolute beatdown by the Shepherd University Rams. I mean, hey, and seventy-five points. Seventy-five points. Also, Tyson Bajan only had to th- had to throw twenty-five passes, and he completed sixteen of them for three hundred fourteen yards. Yeah, I they're mean, definitely. I I think because of how much they scored and only giving up three touchdowns, they're going to jump up from sixteen and fifteen in the polls. Yeah, even I'd though agree. they played a bad team, but able to put seventy-five points on the board, only give yeah, up you you know, three that touchdowns. Your offense can still get clicking, yeah. and when they can, I mean, I believe it was forty-eight points in the first half out of the seventy-five. So clearly, they kind of uh, took a little bit off of it there in the second half. Not too much, because obviously they still scored seventy-five total points. But yeah, when you were up a uh, forty-eight to seven at the end of the first half, you knew it was a uh, pretty much over yeah definitely we knew heading into chance schwartz being a lock haven transfer would probably have you know a little bit extra going in and he had a great game on the ground 13 carries 131 yards uh didn't have a single negative rush two touchdowns for him they really get ronnie brown going as well 
10 carries, 90 yards and a score, and then in probably garbage time. I thought Brown uh, had two touchdowns. Was he it only he also caught one. I there we go. That's why it was two. Okay. He had two receiving and one rushing. So he's be- emerged as kind of a great weapon for them out of the backfield, whether it be catching the ball or making those big plays on the ground. Obviously, Short's more of a power bank, Brown. And with Hebron out, he's really stepped up. Yeah, I mean, Shepard, 308 rushing yards, 330 passing yards on the day. I mean, over 630 yards of offense. Yeah, I mean, that offense, if they get going, it's very tough to stop, obviously. And, you know, good luck to any team stopping them. They only gave up 295 total yards to Lockhaven. I think – Millersville beat Lockhaven by like two points. So we could be in for another one of those on Saturday uh, when we make the trip to Millersville. But I'm looking forward to get back uh, with the Rams and get to talk to Coach McCook in person again this week. Yeah, well, I uh, believe it Wednesday as usual. Yeah. But a uh, big win for Shepard going in after, uh, you know, two weeks ago they took a tough loss. Yeah, and they seem to be kind of back on it these past two weeks with the big wins over Shippensburg and Lockhaven. And uh, let's transition to the – Division one team, one of the Division one teams in the state, now a three-game losing streak after a beatdown, forty-five to twenty by Baylor. I'll let Colin take. Yeah, this let, let Colin started. take oh this one. Oh my gosh, they were close. I, I gotta give it to him. Three-game losing streak. You lose two of those games by I, six I total points, to. but now you're now you lose this game by twenty-five points. I don't want to because it's the team, but I'm starting not to trust the climb or whatever you want to call it with Neil Brown. It just seems like they're not always prepared to go out and play. He still is trusting Deggy and not really giving an opportunity to Green to go in. Yeah, Green's more of a runner. Maybe he doesn't make the passes that Deggy can, but Deggy still forces the ball too many times, doesn't throw the ball all the time, and will allow too big a sacks. And it's just boneheaded things that frustrates you as a fan and especially yeah, but, due to the fact that Neil Brown said that Deggie was the most improved player on the team, like yeah. leaps and bounds ahead, and you haven't seen that at all in his play, and it's bad. I, I don't know if I want to watch him anymore. It's definitely bad, and their leading rusher was Garrett Green with 55 yards. Uh, 44 yards for Letty Brown, but Deggie, not a bad line. I mean, he had one pick, but 20... 431, 237 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But again, in a you game like that, you need, you need, you need, a, you need more need, than one touchdown like in the Big five 12. Touch, I mean, yeah, to, in order to compete with that This team. is the Big 12. You can't only have one touchdown. Yeah. You need 42-plus points to win a game. Plus the stats might look better in a game like that when you get behind and you're being forced to throw the ball a lot. That's true, too. So while his completion percentage wasn't bad and his yardage wasn't necessarily bad, you know, a lot of that came kind of in, in garbage time, or at least not when they were in their in their original plan, I guess, for the game. Yeah, it just frustrates me because so many people have been calling for Deggie to just to even just be on a shorter leash. I mean, if he starts, he starts. Like Oklahoma, you saw a lot more of Green go in, and they kind of split and only lost by a field goal. They competed with the team that's now, I believe, in the AP – Third in the nation, I yeah. think, is what they bumped well, up to. Well, as a WVU fan, you can get a week off this week. They're on a bye. Well deserved. <laughs> they you don't need have to, to worry about out. a misery Saturday. Yeah, they need to figure it out as a team because I, at least try to get some wins to maybe make it to a bowl game. I don't know. 
And uh, we'll move over to Marshall. They finally got out of the after a three game, three, yeah, three game losing streak. They won twenty to thirteen in overtime. We're able Barely. to catch, able to catch the end of that one while we were getting dinner after the game on Saturday. Barely, barely, barely. And on Friday they lost a running back to a uh, arrest. He was arrested for uh, allegedly, I think. Some, he, uh, he was selling drugs. Yes, and, allegedly, or at least that's what they think. And. They found about $21,000 in his apartment uh, with him and an, another person that I guess he was living with in there. Uh, was it name, image, and likeness? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the guy's name, though, his name is Knowledge McDaniel. Not a very knowledgeable move. By yeah, not, not a very knowledgeable move. But they still came out, and he was their really third and fourth string yeah. back because they're so deep A lot deep of people are position. wondering why he doesn't get on the field. Well, maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not going to be on the field maybe ever again. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, it's with sad 20, to see something yeah, like that. It's sad yeah, to it see is. something like that. But Marshall with the 20-13 to 13 victory finally ends a three-game losing streak. Grant Wells had to throw 46 passes, only 30 for 46, 299 yards, two touchdowns, again, two picks. Uh, Rasheen Ali, 21 carries, 77 yards. Sheldon Evans, four carries, 12 yards. Uh, Shadid Ahmed, he uh, caught the game-winning touchdown in overtime, seven catches, 77 yards. Uh, t- uh, only two touchdowns scored from Marshall in the entire game. One other one was in the late in the fourth quarter. Willie Johnson tied it up after with a huge catch uh, for a touchdown, and uh, not a good game, not a good win, but it's a win. They will face North Texas this Saturday. I'm not very confident after that win. I'm no, not oh, no, not at all. They were 21 point favorites, and they yeah should have lost that Botched game really. It. But you know. We talked about the West Virginia quarterback problems. Marshall's got a quarterback problem, but the problem is they don't have anybody behind Grant Wells that is any better. So he's just an average quarterback. He's kind of like Daigie, but on the Conference USA level, if that makes sense. Exactly. Well, we've reached our second break. That's the segment Daigie should be in. Sponsored in <laughs> part by in. Orsini's, not just an appliance store anymore. Canvas is a designer, betting outdoor, living, family owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson's Way in Martinsburg. You can. Uh, Go online to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by head coach of the undefeated Martinsburg Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. That's next on the Sports Mix. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into some of your friends. Hi, I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce five new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Leslie Golden, Orthopedics. Dr. Alexander Bitzer, Orthopedics. Dr. Courtney McQuillan, Obstetrics and Gynecology. Nurse Practitioner Carolyn Gable, Nephrology. And Darwin Castillo, Emergency Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. next or to plan ahead we're here brown funeral home a legacy of service since 1880 now back to the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 with time rolls out to the right looking down field was that intercepted it was Lolo Taylor Parati coming up with the interception for the Bulldogs. And what a way to pull it on defense and clinch the game for your team. That clinched the game for Martinsburg. Welcome back to the Sports Mix today for your Monday, October 11th. We're now joined on the phone by head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, the 7-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs, Britt Sherman. Hey, coach, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. It definitely feels like a Monday. Um, but uh, you guys got that big win on Saturday. Com- really a comeback win. You guys were down 33-32 to 32 at one point and then able to score the final two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, it was a great game. Um, you know, those guys, uh, we knew they were going to be really good calling us and uh, wanting to play and, you know, the trip and the whole experience and everything. Uh, everything went pretty well. You know, we uh, fell behind their first two as well, seven to nothing. So we had to come back um, from them having two leads. But, uh, you know, our guys responded really well and, uh, and and came out victorious. Hey, Coach Sherman, Colin here. I mentioned it earlier in our show, uh, just getting those two touchdowns and then the game-sealing interception in the uh, final six minutes, the team just seemed to click to a different level there for those final six minutes. Was it something you said, or is it just them being able with their uh, – age and experience in just to step it up well i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think we played really well at times um and i, I you know i'm not going to make any excuses and say it was a trip or anything like that I, th- I just think that we weren't executing very well at at certain times of the game and you know we had to get a feel for i think what they were doing and then you know there at the end we just came together and we said all right guys it's a gut check this is a heart check you know we didn't come all the way up here to to not play well and, and things like that, just kind of challenged them, and, and they responded really well there at the end. Coach, to have that kind of different atmosphere and to uh, you know face some adversity throughout the game, does a game like that, you think, get you ready for you know teams like Jefferson you're going to play here in the playoffs as well? Well, we hope. And, I, you know, that's why we scheduled uh, these games that are that are farther away and, and you know, against against really good competition. And, you know, we want to – 
we want to try to make ourselves as be- as best as we can be and, you know, get better every single day, every single game, and want to be trying to peak here toward the end of the season. So, uh, you know, that's why we played these. So hopefully that, that is the case. And, and um, seeing that adversity and, and uh, having to respond to it does make us a better team. And you're going down the stretch. It seemed like uh, that you used Bajan a little bit more, but 17 for 22 for him, 287 yards, two touchdowns, and then uh, Clement, Murphy Clement it was six for six, and uh, he had uh, 78 net yards rushing with three touchdowns, four total touchdowns. Just it seems like you guys have that total package on offense, being able to do anything you want at any point in time. Yeah, and you know, just just executing well. Um, Offensively, you know, we had to we had to punt a couple times, but you know, against good teams like that, you're going to have to do that at some point. And uh, you know, I, I catch a I catch a lot of flack, I guess, for for just being a little bit more unorthodox and not wanting to punt and doing some of the one side kicks and stuff like that. And you know, sometimes if you make a decision like that and it doesn't work out for you, it kind of magnifies some of that stuff as far as you know. You better, you better execute. You better put put points on the board and things like that. And you know that we just have a really talented group. I mean, Ezra, Ezra is really good. I mean, he's he's just a field general, does a really good job commanding the offense. Uh, you know, and then Murphy when he gets in there, he's he's really good on his, on, with on the ground, and then he's six for six passing as well. So you know, he can do do all the things that we need to do. Um, and you know, a lot of times we've. Uh, We've been uh, doing uh, using him when when we can use him. So you know he's gassed a lot of times and really tired for from playing defense and and special teams and things like that for us. And you know Ezra Ezra kind of just plays offense. So you know we it seems like when he can get in there and be fresh and 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 do well, and then Murph can jump in when he's when he's able and and do his thing as well. Uh, we can't not mention Hudson Clement. 13 catches, 260 yards with two touchdowns. Had that 75-yard catch for the score. It just—it seems like the offense just goes through him or his brother, really. Yeah, and Hudson Hudson is now our single-game record holder um, with that 260 yards. He broke a 24-year-old record uh, set by Jason Durding in 1996. Um, as now he's our record holder for single game receiving yards. So yeah, definitely can't go one without mentioning Hudson. And you know Hudson's just he's really good and um, you know has worked really hard to to uh, get in the position he's in. And and um, you know he's, he's just got a really good hands. I mean he's I think one of the reporters up there says the best possession receiver he's seen all year uh, and had seen like eighty couple games um, in the Ohio area. And uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't remember. I'm not, I'm not trying to jinx him or anything, but I don't remember a ball that he's dropped that's just been anywhere near him. I mean, it just seems like, like on that fourth down, you know, wasn't Murphy didn't throw the greatest ball in the world, but uh, Hudson wasn't going to be denied that football. So it was going to come down with him, and and I think that's something we've, uh, you know, we're starting to see, and and we're proud of him for. Now, you mentioned the special teams and everything with the onside kicks. I remember you got the uh, first one there, Coach, and after that it seemed to just be a uh, struggle that allowed some pretty good field position for Riverside and had a lot of fans questioning on whether it should continue, especially when you get to teams like Jefferson and Spring Valley, if it's going to eventually come back to uh, 
despite Martinsburg with that field position issues. What are your comments on just, I guess, those thoughts from people? Well, we're going on one side kick. So, I mean, people just have to get used to that. And, you know, the ball bounced for us the first time, and then the, the next two times it didn't bounce uh, the way uh, that we wanted them to. And then a couple times those kicks weren't executed really well. Some of them, some of the kicks that were onside kicks weren't really supposed to be onside kicks. They were kind of supposed to be down, you know, like mid midway type kicks and things like that. But that's just that's part of it, and that's something that we're working on because we're going to use the entire field. We're going to kick onside kicks. We're going to kick mid midfield kicks, and we're going to, we're going to kick the ball deep as well. We're going to give give ourselves the best chance of what we think we can do, um, you know, to win the game. So, you know, our defense has been playing extremely well. And, you know, you look at 33 points and, you know, seven of those points were on a fumble return uh, or a strip return for a touchdown. So then you're looking at 26 points and then probably three of those were with half field, you know. So, you know, they're they're playing really well and, and they're going to continue to play really well. But uh, you know that's just that's that's who I am. That's who we are. We're gonna that that'll continue, and and we'll do we'll do every everything to to give ourselves the best advantage to get more possessions and keep te- teams on their toes. Coach, uh, kind of outside of the game, but what was it like to take the kids to uh, the Hall of Fame and get to see that and experience that with them? It was a really good experience, and then our kids just were extremely well behaved. We didn't have any issues out of any of them the entire trip. You know, it was just it's, it was really refreshing to to be on the on the, on a trip with those those kids. I mean, our parents need to be commended for just just a great group of, of kids that we have right now. But the, you know, the Hall of Fame's awesome. It's sec- my second time being there. I could probably go there every week and uh, see something different and uh, just enjoy the overall atmosphere of it being being a football guy so our, our kids really liked it and uh you know some of them may never be able to go back there again that might be the only trip that they uh ever make to it so i was i was excited that we were able to provide that opportunity for them and back to the game it kind of seemed like you guys when you started out it, it didn't seem like you guys were all there but then gradually as the first quarter went on it seems like you guys found your way and and the normal martinsburg that we're used to seeing every every Saturday, friday yeah, I believe. I think a lot of it were our kids didn't really understand how good they were, and you know, we as a staff, you try to tell them going into it. You know, this is a really good team. They're coached really well. They're going to give a lot of effort. You know, they didn't have a lot of guys going both ways. So you're playing against fresh players, um, but until you're on that field and you're you're seeing the game sped up a little bit, you know, I think it took us took us a series or two both offensively and defensively to get kind of accustomed to hey these guys are these guys are bringing it off they're they're coming off the ball fast they're you know running to the ball fast on the second level you know they're their their offensive linemen are getting after it they're you know it was very very few uh, space spaces for error um because of the the speed of the game and and just as as well coached and everything as they were so I think it just took us a little bit to to kind of get that under us and and see that, and then we were uh, I think we were fine after that. Coach, really all season with the injuries you've dealt with, you had to have some different guys step up, and that kind of showed on Saturday. And even a guy that's been a starter for you, but doesn't necessarily, I guess, get a lot of the attention. Lolo uh, making the big interception there at the end. What was it like to see some of your other guys step up, and of course the play there at the end as well? 
Yeah, that was a great play, and, and he's a, he's a guy that you know he's he's worked, he's put in his time, he's a senior. Um, you know, it, he rotates in and out as well with a player, and and just he he takes takes advantage of the reps that he gets, and you know, just a really good good play, great dive and catch there to end to kind of seal it for us, and you know, that, those type of guys that that work hard and. And don't really get that much publicity or, or or newspaper clipping and stuff like that, or are you know guys that that are that have made made really good plays for us for years and 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 kind of under the radar and 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 just do a really good job and but just don't get as much recognition. So he, you know that was a great great play by him and and uh, something he'll always remember. And Coach Sherman, being seven and zero, obviously record wise, the team's where you wanted it to be. However. Are they at the expectations that you've set for them playing wise and practicing wise as well? Well, you know, I think we always have stuff to work on. Um, but we did talk about, you know, practicing a little bit better, um, you know, competition and practice and, and things like that. And I mentioned to them, you know, Stefan Barclay's a kid that's been, been, that didn't play football for us last year, came out this year kind of behind a little bit but he's been working really really hard on our scout team with Ezra catching back shoulder throws catching jump balls things like that and he came up big force with a huge catch there in the second quarter and you know just tell him guys that you know he's done that in practice the last two or three weeks so that has translated to the game so you know everybody else you know we have we have guys we'll be bringing freshmen up here in a couple of weeks you know you're, nobody's guaranteed to actually be playing in the playoffs. It's all, you know, what have you done for me lately? How are you performing at that point? And, you know, they they just need to try to start performing a little higher level in practice and, and uh, you know, making plays, and then they'll be playing for some games. But, uh, you know, 7-0, and oh, you can't ask, for, can't ask for anything better than that. But, uh, you know, just – after especially playing the competition we've played up to this point, but you know we have we still have some big games left, and uh, we've got to take it week by week and and uh, just keep doing the things we've been doing. I'll get you out. We'll get you out here on this one. I want to ask you about one player in particular. He's really had to step up with the absence of Braxton Todd, and that being Xavion Kendall. It seemed like when he had to play that first game at Salem, he wasn't really confident enough in himself but it seems like as the weeks have gone by he's been really confident been able to you know have nearly 175 yards in receiving yards and 176 yards on the ground had a big touchdown catch on Saturday what does it say about a guy that knows that it's kind of like the next man up mentality is and he's really had to you know take over the running back position I mean X is a, X is a great kid and, and you know he's a kid that we thought going in may may start with us on JV and get get some reps and, and then, you know, come in behind Braxton and, and, you know, play a little bit for us, especially kind of like a third down guy, you know, more of a scat back. But, uh, you know, he's he's done a really good job stepping in and he, he blocks a lot better than than uh, his size calls for. And uh, he's, he's really worked on his receiving skills as well and, and, and done a good job coming out of the backfield and catching the ball. And then when we're, we ask him to – Run and block in the box. He's he's done that as well. So he, he's everything we've asked him. He's worked really hard and uh, he's a great kid. And I'm happy that uh, he's been able to step up and just uh, take on that role. All right, Coach Sherman. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, I'll see you with Matt on Thursday. All right, guys. Again, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys making the trip and 
the long miles and it wasn't an easy trip so uh, we appreciate you as well all right thanks coach that was head coach of the martinsburg bulldogs Britt sherman seven and zero, and we'll obviously have their game this friday against spring mills and we'll talk more about later on in the week uh, this segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. When we come back, we'll finish our NCAA talk. We'll talk a little NFL and a little MLB playoffs. That is next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. You need to keep your vehicle in good working order, but car and truck repairs can be very costly. Bears Repair in Martinsburg performs all kinds of auto repairs at prices most often well below their competition. Bears Repair offers tune-ups, oil change and lubrication, small and large engine and transmission repair, wheel balancing, front end alignment, exhaust system replacement, air conditioning checks, auto inspections, and new tires. Stop by for a free estimate at Bears Repair, 904 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, phone 262-0208. Bears Repair. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, Equal Housing Lender. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, October 11th segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And I had to run a little short on that NCAA uh, football segment. Well, I want to talk about this one matchup. I would say the biggest upset in the country this last weekend. Unranked Texas Tech comes in and wins against... That's what I mean. Sorry. Texas Tech was last week for WVU. Yep. So that's what kind of screwed up my head. Unranked Texas A&M comes in at home, upsets number one Alabama. I believe it's first loss in 
I in a long, long time. But they on a last second field goal, forty one to thirty eight, that shook up the AP top twenty five. Alabama drops to number five. Georgia is at one, moves up to one. Iowa moves up from two to th- from three to two. Cincinnati now at number three. Oklahoma at number four. Ohio State at six. Penn State at seven. Michigan at eight. Oregon at nine and Michigan State at ten, and we'll just give you the top ten there. Uh, huge upset in college football. Yeah, definitely a big one, but still going to keep an eye on that college playoff ranking because even though Alabama has one loss, it's still Alabama. You still would think that if other teams start dropping, like uh, it seemed like Oklahoma was going to against Texas this week, but then came back with a. Their backup quarterback and knocked off the Longhorns there late. I believe they were down by 21 at one point and somehow managed to win. But you can't always expect that from a team like Oklahoma. Yeah, they're undefeated, but Baylor might give them a tough shot. You never know with any other team still going on in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, I believe, still has to play them. So even though they're fourth, that's going to be a big question. And Cincinnati, it'd be cool to see in the top four as well being an outside power five team but you never know if they're gonna get in due to them not being in the power five so alabama sitting at number five yeah they lost but you still might see them back in that top four later on in the year i'd say this too colin uh obviously this is the ap poll so not the college yeah, football playoff poll, exactly which tends to be very different or at least between the last AP poll before the college football playoff and the actual college football playoff, they tend to value, obviously, the Power 5 teams more. So I don't expect Cincinnati to be in there like if they came out with one today just because even though they do have a win over Notre Dame, Notre Dame's not looking like that great of a win, even though they were a top 10 team, I believe, at the time. So you know, we'll see how, how this works out. But obviously, you know, Alabama getting upset – at least it was Texas A&M, who is, you know, one of the better programs in the in the nation, at least traditionally. They have a good head coach in Jimbo Fisher, two West Virginia coaches going at it there. Yeah. Uh, in Nick Saban and Jimbo. But, uh, you know, it, and they only lost by three on a last-second field goal, so it's not like they got blown out by somebody that's not very good. And I, and I still think, you know, when the season's over, even a one-loss Bama team that probably still wins the SEC – will definitely be in the playoff and they'll be okay and probably still win the national championship yeah, it'll be fun especially uh congrats to fisher i'm pretty sure he's the first assistant to beat uh saban i believe that's right former yeah. assistant yeah. yeah all right well let's transition to the nfl uh we'll just start with the team that airs on this station washington 33 22 loss to the saints yesterday i was at that game there's little sparks from Washington. It just seems like they just can't put a full game together on defense and their secondary, as you texted me multiple times during the game. You just need to fire them all. They need to cut all the players in the secondary. I don't know why they're paying Landon Collins to do what he's doing, but he's not doing anything. Yeah, it was great to see that the defensive line finally stepped up. Uh, Chase Young finally got a sack. A couple turnovers with the uh, interception. I believe there were, what, two of them possibly? I know there was a fumble, definitely, yeah. but – Defensive line stepped up, and the secondary is just bad. I mean, you let up that Hail Mary, a 49-yarder at the end of the half, which put you down a touchdown instead of being tied when you had the ball to start. And then the 72-yard touchdown after 
the drive that you got the interception on, and a lot of missed opportunities due to uh, Taylor Heineke's performance. Yeah, I was about to say, now we thought the problem was on the defense, but the problem is still a lot Taylor of his Heineke. missed passes with Taylor Heineke. He missed twenty one. Yeah. He had twenty one incompletions, twenty for forty one, only two hundred forty eight yards, two picks, no touchdowns. He was sacked twice. It just can't happen. Antonio Gibson, a banged-up Antonio Gibson, had 20 carries for 60 yards. Heineke had five carries for 40 yards. Uh, Jared Patterson came in, did pretty well. DeAndre Carter, I love what they're mixing him in on this offense. Four catches, 62 yards yesterday. One rush for 11 yards. Curtis Samuel, active after thought he was gonna not going to play. One rush for eight yards, and uh, he didn't get a catch, though. He was targeted once. Um, and a guy that I was really happy to be active yesterday – uh, didn't get a catch, and you guys know who I'm talking about. I texted you guys about it yesterday. Sammy Reyes. Yeah, Samus Reyes didn't didn't get a catch yesterday. Uh, I was really tired when I read that. I thought you said Samantha Reyes is active today, and I was like, who is Samantha Reyes? And, <laughs> and their leading she, receiver. Why is she active? Their leading receiver uh, was Adam Humphreys, three catches, seventy three yards. Um, uh, but Trey or Terry McLaurin, four catches, forty six yards. He was targeted eleven times. Yeah, Lattimore kept him in check. Yeah, Lattimore had a really great did. game on the defense for the Saints. I'd say this, too. I think a lot of it comes to the front office. I mean, they knew they had issues in the secondary, and they knew they had issues at quarterback, and they kind of addressed it with Fitzpatrick, but I don't think Fitzpatrick is that much better than Heineke, so I don't know if he'd be in a similar situation or not. And they didn't try to trade up for a guy like Justin Fields, who they could have probably gone up and got. So, I don't know. I feel like they didn't really address some of their their major issues and now this year they're kind of hurting them more than they did a season ago yeah definitely and we'll move on to some other nfl scores with the limited time we have left steelers finally getting the win column again they lost Nine, juju though for the they season. did lose juju for the season but 27 19 win over the broncos who were three and zero at one point now they've lost two straight i, I don't think they the were broncos frauds. or anything yeah they're yeah. frauds at that uh, <laughs> they were i mean they won their three games nah, against nah, the three worst yeah. teams in the league. I almost uh, came back, though. The Chargers got the 47-42 to win over the Browns. Chargers now 4-1 and on the season, and I know if uh, the boss, the big man, Mike Hornby's listening, he's happy we read that score off because they got 26 points in the final quarter to win. Yeah. I mean, that's big. And uh, we have the, to, of course, mention the, uh, the West Virginia connection, Spencer, today, or the local connection with the NFL this week. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I wasn't sure. I just knew uh, we were coming up on time. I think time, I took so. a screenshot of that. Let me uh, really real fast look at that. Because I saw it on Instagram. Somebody that I know from this area. Jets-Falcons game there in London. Yeah, the Falcons-Jets game had a West Virginia connection. Uh, we mentioned in the a show. local connection. Yeah, local. An Eastern Panhandle connection. Jawan Green played at Martinsburg. Um, he... Uh, switched uh, shared his jersey at the end with uh, Wesco what's his first name Trayvon West Trayvon Wesco who played at Musselman so an EPAC rivalry now in the NFL yeah that's pretty cool very cool moment about that very cool moment about 30 seconds left before we gotta hit the outro tonight the Colts take on the Ravens Uh, what are you looking forward to for that game Nick since the Ravens are your team uh you know hope they can get a win obviously Monday night football and a little bit of a rivalry too with the Baltimore and Colts connection obviously the Colts moving from Baltimore to Indianapolis so you know, I expect them to win because I don't think Carson Wentz and that offense is very good, but again, you never know in the NFL. So I'm just looking forward to the game. Exactly. We'll talk a little 
MLB playoffs with the last remaining time. The three games on tap as one. The Astros-White Sox got canceled due to forecasted weather in Chicago. Uh... The other game, the only other three games going on today are the Braves hosting the Brewers. The series tied one to one. That's in about seven minutes. The Rays travel to the Red Sox. That game has with Boston with the lead two to one, and the Giants travel to Los Angeles. Series tied at one. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and more on the Sports Mix. For Britt Sherman for coming on, for Colin McLaughlin for coming on, for Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puy saying so long. We'll talk with you tomorrow.